peace be unto you, brothers and sisters, as I always wish you and all praises to my brothers and sisters in the faith. This podcast episode, family, is going to be titled Fallen from Grace. I decided to do this podcast episode because grace is widely taught and it seems that grace is taught by malicious and evil men. We're going to take a look at that as we go into this podcast episode. So stay tuned, brothers and sisters. All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. Many preachers teach fallen from grace, and they usually teach this to those that keep the law. Now, I'm going to be going in this uh, podcast episode into scriptures, as I always do, to point out what it truly means to fall from grace. So what I want to do, brothers and sisters, first thing I want to do, because I'm going to cover uh, Galatians 5, verse 3 through 5, but I want to start here in the book of Jude, verse 4. The reason why I want to start here, brothers and sisters, is because there are key words in this verse that's going to shed some light on the grace that they're teaching in the Sunday church today. So if you have your uh, Bibles, pens, and notepads ready, let us begin. Jude verse 4. It says, For there are, for there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Now, I want you to understand something. These men, you see them behind the pulpit. Jude is explaining that these men you see have already been ordained to the condemnation. Now let's go back. Let's go back to the book of John chapter 5 because I covered this scripture. I covered this scripture um Actually, let me go back to Daniel 12, verse 2. But I covered this scripture in my last podcast episode. I don't want to go to John um, 5, verse 21. John 5, verse 29. I want to go to Daniel. Daniel chapter 12, verse 2. Daniel chapter 12, verse 2. It says, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Now, condemnation is the contempt. These men were ordained to condemnation. Uh, now, now let's go back to let's let's go back to Jude verse four. Jude verse four. I'm gonna start reading again. I want to get you back there, and so we can go ahead and get deep into it well there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation ungodly men now first of all let's let's try to look up what ungodly is i want to go to jude chapter uh 
1 verse 15. Well, it's, it's, it's all one chapter, but I want to go to verse 15. It says, to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. See, brothers and sisters, let's go back to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms chapter 1. The book of Psalms chapter 1. Because we're focusing on the word ungodly. Who are the ungodly? Who are the ungodly? We need to understand very, very quickly. And by us understanding the ungodly, we could see who, and, and I mean this, brothers and sisters, we could see your pastor in the Sunday church teaching about grace and how when he teaches about grace, it turns away from the law instead of turning to the law. The book of Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. So brothers and sisters, first of all, when we're looking at Jude 4, when it says ungodly men, these are your Sunday preachers who are teaching grace. Let's read on. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. See, brothers and sisters, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. Let me show you. First, I want to go to Romans 6. I'm going to hit these points kind of quick, brothers and sisters. I'm going to hit them kind of quick. Romans chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. It says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Okay. For what then? Shall we transgress the law? Shall I keep Easter, Christmas, Sunday? All the things that are not under the law, because I'm not under the law, but under grace. Got to listen. Verse 15, what then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Something's wrong here. Paul is saying, shall we sin because we're not under the law? It doesn't make sense. Under the law. This is what, this is what you see under the law. This is what Paul continues to write. Shall we transgress the law? Because we're not under the law, God forbids. Now let's go to the book. Wait a minute, let me finish reading this. I'm gonna start over again. Jude one, Jude chapter, uh, Jude verse four. Well, there are certain men crept in on the words who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. What is denying? Let's get the book of 
and this this goes way back, brothers and sisters. Like I say, the Holy Spirit is in the Old Testament. What does it mean to deny God? Let's get the book of Joshua chapter 24, verse 27. Joshua 24, verse 27 says, And Joshua said unto all the people, Israel, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us, for it hath heard all the words of the Lord which he spake unto us. It shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God. Now, what is Joshua talking about? Let's go back up to verse 26, Joshua 24, 26. And Joshua wrote these words, which was the law, in the book of the law of God, and took a great stone and set it up there under an oak, that it was by the sanctuary of the Lord. So Joshua had these laws written on stone. And this, these words that were on this stone was a witness against us that if we denied God, it was because we denied the law. So when we go back to um, Jude verse 4, we understand that one way of one, one way, not two, not three, not four, one way in denying God was if we deny the law. Your pastor has no answer for that. Let's go to the one they used to trick you. I'm going to show you. And I say trick, brothers, and I'm not going to take it back. It is trick. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5. And we're going to read verse 2, 3. And then I'm going to go into... Um, I'm going to go into uh, verses 4 and 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 2 says, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if ye be circumcised, circumcised, circumcised. Now, when we go back and understand circumcision, circumcision involved two things. Number one, let's go back to Acts 15 and 1. Let's look at what it involved. Acts 15 and 1. It says, in certain men, this is Acts 15 and 1, I'm going to repeat that. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. Now, the circumcision was a work of the law. It goes all the way back to Leviticus 12. This is what it's talking about, Leviticus 12. Leviticus 12. I'll read this to you real quick. This is what happened. And, 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 you know, seeming that they were scattered Jews in order to come back unto keeping the law of Moses, which was a proselyte, they had to be circumcised. Leviticus chapter 12, verse 3 says, in the, And in the eighth day, the flesh of the foreskin shall be circumcised. Now, I want to go back a little bit further. This is the law. Genesis chapter 17, verse 12, says this. 
And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generations. He that is born in the house or brought with money of any stranger, which is not thy seed. He that is born in thy house and he that is brought with thy money must needs be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. Now, here's what the Pharisee were understanding. Remember now, this is what the Pharisee understands. They understand that the everlasting covenant of circumcision is in the flesh of the foreskin of the brethren. Now, I want to go back to Galatians 1. Clear this up real quick. Galatians 1 says this. Galatians chapter 1, verse 2. And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. Now, brethren, let's go back to Romans 9. See that flesh. I want you to take to keep an eye on that flesh because it's very important. Romans chapter 9, verse 3 and 4. It says, For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law of the service of God and the promises. See, brothers and sisters, Paul's brethren were Israelites, not all nations, not Gentiles, except the Gentiles that were Gentiles, as we read in Ephesians 2.11. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and 2 and 1 Peter 4 and 3. Most of the Jews and, and Israelites that were scattered due to the fact that we didn't keep the law, the curses of Deuteronomy 28. Verse 64 says if we didn't keep them, we would be scattered among the nations. This is something preachers don't preach to you. So these scattered Jews, and I'm going to show you in Acts 11. Acts 11, I'm going to show you that they were there. Acts 11, verse 19. It says, Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephan traveled as far as Phoenice and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. So the Jews were scattered, Jews, not in Jerusalem. They're not in Jerusalem. They're in Phoenice, Cyprus, Antioch. They're in three Grecian cities. And one of those Grecian cities is Galatia, which was in the book of uh, Acts. It shows you that Paul traveled there. Acts chapter 16 and verse 6, when it says, Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. See, brothers and sisters, they were going to the scattered Israelites. Now here Paul is writing a letter to those same Jews that were scattered in Galatia. Watch. It says, 
I'm gonna read verse two down. For I be for I for I Paul say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to the whole law. The whole law. Same thing James said in James two and ten. The whole law, which includes the commandments and the judgment of the commandments, which was what was given to Moses. Verse 4, Christ has become no effect unto you. Whosoever you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. So they think that we think that we are justified by the law. But what they don't tell you is, when you go back to Galatians 2, Galatians 2, verse 16, you have to understand that this is where they put two and two together to try to say that we are not justified by the law, but I'm going to show you something, brothers and sisters. Galatians 2, 16 says, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But I'm going to take you back to three scriptures. Romans 2.13. Let me, let's attack them real quick. Romans 2.13. Romans 2.13 says, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. That's one time. Matthew chapter 11, verse 19. The son of man came not came eating and drinking, and they say, behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. What is wisdom? First Chronicles 22. Let's get it. First Chronicles 22, verse 12. First Chronicles 22, verse 12 says, Only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding and give thee charge concerning Israel that thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. So wisdom is in the law. Wisdom is in the law. That is wisdom, keeping the law. Deuteronomy 4 and 6. Deuteronomy 4 and 6. I'm going to show you something. Deuteronomy 4, verse 5 and 6. It says, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord thy God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land whether ye go to possess it. Keep, therefore, and do them, the commandments, for this is your wisdom. To keep the commandments is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear all these statutes and say, surely this nation is a wise and understanding people. So wisdom was in the law. Christ says wisdom is justified, justified, justified of her children. First Kings 8. I went over these before. First Kings 8. First Kings 8 verse 32. 1 Kings 8, verse 32 says, Then hear thou in heaven, and do, and judge thy servants, condemning the wicked, and bring to bring his way upon his head, and justifying. 
justifying the righteous to give him according to his righteousness. Three times in the scriptures, the righteous are they that keep the law, Luke 1 and 6. Three times in the scriptures, brothers and sisters, the Bible says that you are justified by the law, but you are not justified by the works of the law. You are justified by the faith in the law. Going back to Matthew 23, verse 23. Matthew 23, verse 23. Matthew 23, verse 23 says this. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithes of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. The law, judgment, mercy, and what's that word? Faith. Faith is a matter of the law. These ye ought to have done and not leave the other undone. Paul is talking about the other in the works of the law, which is sacrifice. Faith is a matter of the law, a heavy matter of the law. Paul says it in Romans 3, 27. He talks about that those works again. Romans 3, 27 says this. Where is boasting then is excluded by what law of works? Hmm. No, but the law of faith. See, brothers and sisters, faith is a First Testament doctrine. The faith that is written that Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4.13. See, these preachers have been teaching you faith on a scale that is very, very low. So we do not seek to be justified by sacrifice, which is of the law. We have faith, and faith is of the law. It has always been of the law. I'm going to show you. Daniel, Daniel was in um, another land. He was taken captive into Babylon, much like the children of Israel are in captive in Babylon today, which we know for sure is modern day America, not the Catholic Church, brothers and sisters, America. Let's look at faith and understand faith. Let's get the book of Daniel, chapter 6, verse 4. Daniel, chapter 6, verse 4 says, Then the presidents and princesses sought to find occasion, which is sin against Daniel, concerning the kingdom. But they could not find none occasion nor fault. Fault is sin. You can read that easily in Psalms 19 to prove it. The book of Psalms chapter 19. Go back there real fast because I am pressed for time. It says, Psalms 19 verse 12 says, Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from my secret faults. David knows that his faults, his sins. Back to Daniel chapter 6 verse 4. But they could find none occasion, nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error, sin, or fault found in him. See, the faith was in the fact that Daniel kept the commandments.
there is no sacrificing going on when they went to Babylon because there is no more temple worship going on. So the law Paul is talking about is the sacrifice. Let's go back. Let's go to Hebrews. Let me show you that the sacrifice was of the law. It says, Hebrews 10 and 8, above when he said, sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings and offerings for sin thou wouldest not, neither had his pleasure therein which are offered by the law. In order for us to atone for our sins, we had to offer a sacrifice and the blood of that sacrifice would atone and give us forgiveness of sins before Christ hit the scene. Well, I got this little time left, brothers and sisters. Let's go to another scripture that talks about falling from grace, which they don't read. Let's get the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Watch. Hebrews 12, 15 says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and therefore many be defiled. Let's take a look at let's take a look at two words. Bitterness and defile. Let's look at the book of Acts chapter 13. Where does bitterness come from? Acts chapter 13. Let's see if that's what I want to read. If I know, brothers and sisters, I think that's what I might want to read. Let me take a look and see do I want to read another chapter and verse. Ah, let's go to Acts 18. Let's go to Acts 8. The book of Acts chapter 8 instead. The book of Acts chapter 8. And I want to start in verse 23. It says... Acts 8.23 says, For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Iniquity is transgression of the law. That's where bitterness comes from. Bitterness comes from iniquity, sin. This is why your ministers are so wicked and evil when it comes to us confronting them with the scriptures, they get mad and boot you out the church because of that bitterness, that sin. What is defiled? Let's go back to Isaiah, book of Isaiah. I'm going to show you what defiled is. Well, I'll, I'll say it like this. Psalms chapter 119. What is the opposite of defiled, undefiled? Psalms 119 verse 1 says, Blessed are the undefiled. This is the opposite of the defiled. We read in Hebrews 12, 15. It says, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. See, brothers and sisters, looks like to me that those that don't keep the law are going to fall from grace. See, that talks about falling from grace too, but they won't read that when they read Galatians 5. When Paul's clearly talking about sacrifice, because if you still believe that blood of bulls and goats atone for your sins, then you wouldn't believe that Christ's blood atoned for your sins. Like it says, let's see, in the book of Hebrews, because we, we need to understand 
what it's talking about here. The book of Hebrews, chapter, let me see. I see. Let's see. Verse 25 says, For he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come near unto God by him, seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Now, the intercession was made with the sacrifice in old times, but through Christ, through Christ, now his death, he maketh intercession to us according to the will of God. The will of God is the law of God, Psalms 40 and 8, Romans 2, 18. Come on, brothers and sisters. That's why it says, Peter and James say the same thing. I'm going to read you a scripture out of the Old Testament. And then I'm going to go to the New Testament and read the same scriptures. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 34 says, Surely he scorneth the scorners, but giveth grace to the lowly. The lowly is the humble. When you read verse first, James chapter 4, verse 6 says this, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. 1 Peter 5 and 5. 1 Peter 5 and 5 says, Likewise ye younger submit yourselves to the elder. Yea, all of you be subject to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Brothers and sisters, the humbles are the law keepers. Deuteronomy 8 and 2. These are the scriptures your preachers won't read. God does not give grace to sinners. He gives grace to the law keepers. This is the true meaning of what it actually means to fall from grace. When you get it explained to you like a preacher should, it becomes more clear. Brothers and sisters, continue to read the Bible and let us seek the second coming of Christ. Wait on him. And with that, peace be unto you.